Hello and welcome to another podcast, uh, Bertie and Paul podcast. I am uh, well here today with uh, Mickey Dal uh, and yeah, Stephen Kane. Hello there, Robert Stephen and Daniel Devaney. How's things? How are we doing? Yeah, Fantastic. magic, magic. So uh, yeah, we took a couple of weeks off because I think we were getting a bit more. So the old Neil Lennon stuff was beginning a bit, getting a bit tiresome. So we've bounced back. Everything's good. So let's talk about first of all Valentine's Day. Is romance dead? Mikey Dow, you're, yes. you're a you're a you're a romantic, aren't you? Uh, no. No. <laughs> I've got a five month old son. I, I was it was early to bed with a glass of cocoa. That was that was my Valentine's night. <laughs> so did you get a card or anything? No. I would. I got a card. Yeah, got a Very card. Good. Actually, my, my anniversary is around that time as well, so there's lots of celebrations going on. No romance. I've just... Rachel, Rachel's got Christmas, and then she's got Valentine's Day, then Mother's Day, then her birthday, but it turns out that Mother's Day and her birthday's on the same day this year. Wow. It's big news. It's big news for me, because I'm under serious P every, every time these things happen. Dan Devaney, you're, a, you're, a, you're, a, you're a, a romantic at heart, aren't you? Oh yeah, geez, definitely. I've been thinking about this for the last six months. <laughs> I think I might be the only, the only romantic person left in the world. I think maybe. Remember, I got a, my wife bought me a tray of macaroons. I was oh, expecting nice. macaroon bars, but it was they now posh ones and wee wafers on top. I was so disappointed. <laughs> I get I get afternoon afternoon tea on Sunday Saturday delivered to my door. Afternoon tea it was lovely. Jesus. Coronation nice. chicken sambos. And uh, Is that not something that you buy for the, your other half? No, she knew I was gonna she always knows I come good, so I got my I got she uh <laughs> I'll kill you. <laughs> no, it was a it was a thing. So it was a nice gesture, Stephen. And then uh yeah, I got her some stuff. Oh, don't worry, Stephen, oh, don't worry, I'm okay, I'm okay. But uh, Dan do you remember Gail Broadhurst? No, can't say do. She was she uh, she was one of these these sort of nice looking women in Hamilton uh, Holy Cross, but she was a year below me at school, and uh, I so then we ended up in fifth and sixth year. You ended up together, in different classes, and uh, so there was this lassie, and of course I was just a bit of an idiot. So she brought me in a Valentine's Day card. I always remember it, and she's like, "Did you bring me one?" I was like, "No, I'm sorry, I forgot." <laughs> How my life could have been different. <laughs> You're done for clear daily in your bag. <laughs> oh, that, like as I had that, had that every day. That was it. was it. I just, I just dropped off the curly teddy bear beside that, beside the home economics class. <laughs> So yeah, well I enjoy it. Valentine's Day, obviously, Stephen. You're not coming back on the podcast again. <laughs> So, yeah, we took a couple of weeks off, A, because Celtic were getting a bit boring, and B, because the last time we had a podcast, me and Betty smashed Mikey Dahl and Stephen, <laughs> slagged them off, so I decided I'd, I'd take a few weeks off, because uh, they were gunning for me. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, so everything's good, everything's good, and uh, we're, we're, Neil Lennon's confident again, see that in the paper, he's confident, uh, the review, the January review is, uh, is, uh, not really taking place. The, the, when we've got this seat, the, the chairman saying stuff and a, a sort of strange message yesterday to the fans. But yeah, actually, 
I enjoyed Sunday's Saturday Sunday's football. Did you, Danny? Would you think of the game? Well, just going back to your point there, the yeah. somebody asked the CLO the question. Now the supporters liaison officer, the question: Did the January review take place? And I think that was Sunday. His response was, as far as he's aware, yes, it did. And that was his response on Twitter. The CLOs, um, the SLOs, sorry. So, um. I don't know if anyone has actually come out for Celtic and says it's not happened, but if the SLO is saying as far as he's aware it did happen, then surely to God it must have. I mean, Banky have sort of said something about that, did he not? Mm-hmm. That it was an ongoing process rather than... or Yeah, I mean, he just fudged it, basically, so that you were left thinking... He didn't say it hadn't happened, he didn't confirm it had, so it was just all a bit predictable, really. I think they're just testing the water to see what the interest in season tickets is going to be like next year and you know if it's poor then they'll probably speed it up but yeah I don't know I was trying to think what they did with Ronnie Dyla in the end did they basically just win the league and then say right he's off or you know I, I don't know how they played it because they'll just try to go by what they've done before maybe maybe that's what they'll do they'll we'll say right we've secured second place now we're going to yeah now we're, now we're going to make the change or announce that we're going to make the change at least. I don't know. That's me being optimistic or hopeful. There's also a scenario plays out that they just say, well, we're getting a director of football in and let's just keep keep the bold Neil Lennon as the coach. But, yeah, don't know. Don't know. One day I think that they'll, I'm confident and I'm optimistic and then the next day I'm like, nah, they're just going to just gonna blame COVID and just keep keep things tight. So... Yep, who knows? Yep, who knows exactly. They're blaming COVID. You can see they're blaming COVID. and They're blaming everything else but Lennon and Banky's statement. You know, as you said, Mikey, they're going around in circles. Yeah. Um, just... Obviously saying how, how bad their loss has been with money, etc. And... Well, that's completely wiped out with the Frimpong sale. Is that, not, is that not right? I mean, the loss that we made, you could say, well, we've just sold Frimpong for £10 million, so... There's, there's actually a four mil, four million profit come the summer. I don't know that that it didn't seem that bad to me. Um, no, it wasn't bad. There just wasn't the usual profit that um, yeah. they make. You know, I mean, the profit they made the year before was huge. Um, and obviously, they would have been a lot better off if they tried to get into the Champions League. <laughs> actually, fucking tried. Well, but. that's it. But that's that's the frustrating thing. You read that statement. Oh, excuse, excuse, excuse. No. Actually, we, we're in profit if we've made the Champions League this year. And if you'd paid a couple of extra million for a for a quality coach, then we probably would have been. So, it's, um, yeah, depends which way you want to look at it. He said, he's interesting, but he says, I must state clearly that all decisions we take will be taken calmly and rationally. We will not make hasty decisions we might regret. So there's, and then there is equally there are opportunities ahead of us as the structure of European competitions evolves over the next three or five years. Amongst other things, we must be considering how to take full advantage of what comes our way. But that's the thing about it. They're talking about taking full advantage of what comes our way. But as you say, Mikey, there was a there was a different world that we could have taken advantage of something and. And took some cash and uh, and kept it kept the six million loss uh, not there in their books, you know. But. Yeah, 
It's good that they won't make hasty decisions, so that, that means they won't appoint anyone in the shovels then. We can be sure of that. No. Definitely can't be sure of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the other, the other uh, strange thing that's happening just now is Rangers are winning one nothing, one nothing, and they're getting to that stage where it's like you know, I mean, a wee bit more pressure, a wee bit closer to them, then those games become just a wee bit tighter, which we've allowed that sort of breathing space. But Rangers have been winning games, Rangers penalty, but Ryan Jack scored at the weekend, lovely volley, but a wee bit more pressure there. You've seen their their cut of their jib, as somebody once said, you know. Which is disappointing because Celtic seem to be playing better. What do you think, Stephen? Did you enjoy the weekend's football? Or? I did. I thought it was great. I thought that second goal we scored that in, in, against St Johnston, that could be goal of the season. And that was an absolutely brilliant goal. Um, so, you know, Rangers, I looked at it at the weekend thinking there might be, you know, is there a chance for Rangers, um, you know, Adventures in Europe starting off again with Wanderlecht. Is it this week they're playing? But I just can't see it. I mean, the league's gone. I mean, it's completely gone. Um, Antwerp. I think it's Antwerp. But I was looking at Danny. The it, there's a funny there's a funny thing going on here. The Scottish Cup. There's a weekend with the Scottish Cups being played, and that's just before the Celtic Rangers game. But Rangers have got three games in the league before the players. Celtic have got four games. But between those games then there's Antwerp games. And then uh, it gets to a period of time where if Rangers were to beat Antwerp, then they would have one t- they would maybe another t- they would maybe have another three more games than us before the players before the break. Now if we were a wee bit closer to them you could always say that the, the three games between the, the European games, that was where they drop points. But it's just it's just that so Rangers will have lots of games to play. And if they get in the European Euro, Champions Cup or whatever it's called, European League, they they could drop points, but it's, it's trying to see how close we could get to them. And it's kind of sad, but you, you're still trying to see if there's a chance. Yeah, there is. A, like, they can drop points, definitely, but I can't see them dropping enough for us to catch them and to I can't see us winning all our games to the end of the season, which we need to do as well. Play Aberdeen um, twice. Yeah, but the, I play Aberdeen we, twice. We play Aberdeen twice. That's the problem. Yeah. Well, I don't see Aberdeen as a problem really. Like they're not they're not great at all. Like, Aki's beat them. Do you know what I mean? So um, Aki's brewed with Rangers as well. So, but I don't I don't see us winning all our games. I don't see Rangers dropping enough points. They've lost seven goals this season. I yeah. think in the league. You know what I mean? Um, they're just they're just not giving away goals. Maybe they make a couple of zero, uh, a couple of nil nils, but they're not going to drop enough points for us to catch them. Like I think I've kind of redeemed um, redeemed myself to that. And plus, we need to beat them twice as well, which again is a big ask considering the two games this year. Fair enough, we played good against them at Ibrooks, but we still need to put the ball in the net. And that's Rangers only conceding goals, so. But the thing is, what we've got Tom Roderick for all his faults is playing in a sort of settled position now, and and he could be the. I mean, he has if he's been playing the last couple of times he comes against strangers, he's just been thrown on, but he's actually had a period of games now, and he seems to have a a set position in the team. 
like it's 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 could we give them a bloody nose? But it's very difficult. I looked at it. If Rangers lose their next three games, their next three games before they play Celtic, and Celtic win all their games, then it's still seventy nine points to seventy three. And then then Rangers would be then if we beat Rangers it would be seventy nine seventy six. We still have three points difference. There's no chance of that happening. If Rangers won all their games, we and if even if we beat them in the last game before the break, it'd be ninety one points to seventy six, something like that. It's ninety one to seventy six. Maybe, maybe it's eighty eight to seventy six. But it's still a huge margin. Uh, but I mean, look, if you've got two European games, three or four European games, and they, they take the eye off the ball, maybe a couple of draws. I just like them. I'd like us to put them under some sort of pressure because you, you can't just walk to. A, I, 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 you know what I mean you can't just walk to the league title with no pressure on them because that's basically what's happening well we're pressuring them now we're winning games you know what I mean that's more pressure we can put on them now but because we're too far behind that's that's the whole problem isn't it the two Livingston games were a total disaster for a start because of the whole Covid thing if we won those two games which you'd expect us to then it's a different conversation we're having here yeah it's definitely different definitely different just those two games would give you a, a chance to leverage a wee bit of pressure. And the, the European football has to take its toll. Rangers, they always say that football teams, if they're just winning one nothing, it's, a, it's, a, it's that sort of time where you, they, they could drop a point or get the, the draws, but I don't know. And losing to St. Martin at home, like, like you lose to, was it 2 1 we lost at home at St. Martin, then you mm-hmm. go to Love Street and beat them 4 nothing. You know what I mean? It just shows how bad we've been. You know what I mean? Certain games have just been absolutely shocking. But we can still get and beat St. Man 4 0 at their ground. Yeah, we can beat them at our own ground. Like that's that's how I just don't have the confidence in his winning all our games, never mind hope Rangers drop points. So yeah. Stephen was saying it's not gonna happen. I mean, if he, let's, be on, let's be honest. Yeah. I suppose you'd have to beat them twice and then you'd have to have everybody else falling falling uh, them falling down. But they have got a lot of games. The other thing is there's a Scottish internationalist coming in. There's three games. Scotland, I mean, I know I'm grasping at straws, but I just wanted to look at it. There's three games. There's Scotland-Israel, Scotland-Faroe Islands. But, I mean, people like Ryan Jack will be involved in those games, but then so will the Celtic players. So I just think we're looking better. Do you think, Mikey, or are you not? I'm just not, I'm, I'm just no. not convinced by this season. I, 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 am, like, I, I am going to be positive tonight, right? I just think this season, this team, I just feel that if there's a, a question to be asked, and I don't know, I just can't see Tom Rogic being the answer. If if the chips are really down and it's like we need to win this game, or we need to go to Ibrox and win. Yeah, I've just seen enough from that team all season to make me think, right, they're, they're going to pull out a, a spectacular result when it's needed. That, that's just that's what I've seen this year. And I just can't see it changing. I honestly can't. I want I want to believe you and think that it will, but I just can't. I just can't see it at all. Well, see, the thing is, right? Again, I'm I'm playing. I'm just testing. I mean, I'm just trying to drive conversation. But the point is that if Celtic is started with that team, if you'd said to Celtic fans that team would be playing in February time, you'd be pretty happy because you'd have kept Edward. You'd probably, if you start the season, you probably thought Duffy was a player of some sort of. And then you've got Turnbull, Christie, and Roger on the same part. You're thinking, geez, well, that's a lot of creativity. Scott Brown played well. 
uh, Callum McGregor looked a wee bit like sharper. And if you look, if if we'd talked about that team months and months ago, you'd be thinking to yourself, geez, well, that's a good team the Celtic have got there on the pitch coming into the end of the season games. But as Mikey says, he just doesn't have the faith in it. But I thought at the weekend, I mean, I know everybody was slagging me, but I thought the first half, they had a point to our game, you could see some sort of shape, you could see Turnbull, and you could see McGregor being in the right places, a bit more positional. Brown looked as if he was back to a bit more energy, wasn't giving away too many sloppy passes, and the defence looked okay, you know, but then... So know. what do you think's changed then? Like, is there, do you think something's happened to make us start to play better then? Well, maybe. Am I, am I right, or Danny? Do you not think we're playing better, or am I just again I, I, in no, an echo I don't, chamber? To be honest, I, I thought the weekend was uh, Turnbull's worst game for us. To be honest, there was a lot of straight passes, putting the ball at the park a bit as well. It wasn't disgraceful or terrible, but it, I thought it was. He didn't have a great game, but I must admit, like when I watched the first half, I was. At that point, again, I was about to turn off. I was like, I actually don't want to watch this second half. And I actually done that with the St. Mern game, the 4-0 game. I, I turned it off after about 50 minutes because uh, I was like, this is rotten. Do you know what I mean? I just wasn't enjoying it. And I was like, end up, it was 4-0. So I'll be honest, when I was watching it um, the weekend, I was like, if I turn this off, I might win 4-0 again, <laughs> even, though beat, even though we're getting beat 1-0. <laughs> I, I, I mean, the, 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 the game in Perth, we, did, we moved the ball about pretty well, I thought. Probably, I mean, I was, I was more focused in the second half, so um, I thought it was good. I mean, I'd like to see Edward with a partner up front. I think he performs better when he's got someone to link up and play. He likes to come deeper as well, and you know, it doesn't really work having a sole striker when you've got nobody to come deeper. But overall, I thought the St Mirren game, I thought we, we did well and um, played pretty pretty decent against St Johnson. It's, it is whether or not we can continue on, and the sort of evidence is it proves that it doesn't look likely, but hopefully we can. If you're being positive, right, about this season, I mean, you could say that that it's been revealed who the, the main player, the one-away players in the squad were. You know, Lennon said it today in his, his pre-match interview, another heavily edited one by Celtic TV, by from what I could uh, hear. Um, but, you know, Frimpong's off. He expressed an interest to go, as we've discussed before, obviously in Cham has been wanting, wanting to go and then homesick Katem has, has, has went away as well. So, I mean, if you if you do want to look on the bright side, maybe that's made the, you know, you know what I mean, the camp a bit more positive. Um, got got rid of a few mood hoovers. Um, I don't know. And, yeah, maybe we can go on a decent run until the end of the season. Maybe that's that, that's a change that, that's been helping them. Danny, I thought the first half, I thought it was back to, you could see Celtic players of the desire to win. Uh, the, the, uh, St Johnston were, were doing those niggly fouls every time Celtic got a turn or moving, they were getting clipped. And I was like, OK, but they, they seem to have that type of desire or that bit about them that they were going to put one on St Johnston. I, I had that feeling watching them, which I've not felt for for a while. And 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 because of the expanse of, because Roger's just playing right in the middle, so that allows Turnbull and Christie just to kind of, they're moving around. Edward's sticking to the left hand side, but I, yeah, I just thought there was something about them, even in the first half, that it, that it could be built on. And maybe again, everybody was laughing at me when I was saying that, so maybe I'm wrong. But I didn't think Duffy was that bad. I thought. Uh, 
Yeah, I, I just I thought that, he was winning headers. Yeah. There, but again, one again, one or two of his distribution, like his passes, were just absolutely howling, absolutely yeah. shocking. Do you see the one where Turnbull played a cracking ball in though, and he attacked it, but he get right underneath it. And normally you'd expect Duffy to have scored that, to be honest. But he just, I don't know. Sometimes he just, he doesn't seem to be able to control his body. Like it's very strange. But the fact that's why, he's always, that's why he's always in the deck. <laughs> but the fact is that well, okay, we'll see then, won't we? But I, I'd be a lot more happy with that team going to play against Rangers the next two games. That team in itself, because Rangers then Rangers, although they watch Edward, I think it's more. There's much more patterns are playing. There's a bit, a lot more creativity, especially with Turnbull. Maybe that of his worst game. I, I'm one of these people that when you see somebody like Turnbull, he's a Scottish guy. I'm always looking for the best in him. Same with Armstrong. So maybe I'm not looking at some of his. But I thought his corner kicks were good. I thought he, he he's linking up well. Yeah, I didn't. And I, your man, I think the right back, we've, we've sort of loaned in. He seems to give us a bit more, uh, a bit more. So on the line, you know what I mean. He's he's, he's holding. He's, he's he's not doing that much, but he seems to give us a bit more defensive, like format about I, us. I don't. I don't think he's. I don't think he's done much wrong. To be fair to him, mm-hmm. I think he's been quite good. Um, what's his name? John Joe. John Joe Kenny. Yeah. Um, I think he's. I think he's been quite good. Um, he seems quite athletic. But I, agree, I agree with what you're saying as well, Stephen. Like if you have, uh, sorry, Paul. If you looked yeah. at that team sheet and seen those names, you would think I. I would be happy enough with that, but. Because the way the seasons went, and a lot of those guys just haven't turned up in games at all, it's just actually watching the game going, right, are they going to actually turn up the day? Are they just going to be hiding again? Mm. Um, is McGregor going to be putting on my six-yard box and putting on his own net again? Like, all these things are just in the back of my head, and that's so when I was watching the St. Martin game, or one one nothing, I was like, I can just see this going tits up again. I, was, yeah. I just turned the telly off, and I said, I'm, I'm away. I was like, can I take this? And then I looked at the phone later, it was 4 nothing. I was like, thank God, now just the, the relief. But yeah. that's that's kind of where I'm I agree with what you're saying with the names, but um, on the team sheets, I just... You, you just don't know what's going to happen next week, Sally. Honestly, it's just one of the years. It's a but, the, but the thing is, but, they, but here's the thing is, they did, didn't they? They, they rectified the St. Murray game, which is they good. Did. And also, I mean, St. Johnson were no mugs. Like, the weekend, they were... They were doing. I mean, they were doing the right things. They were clipping Celtic heels every time Celtic got turned on. Also, what I noticed about Celtic, again, again, maybe I was watching it anyway. But the fact was, because obviously I'd after NT, but the, the fact was that uh, a lot of the Celtic players are able to turn and get turned now, which they're not passing the ball back. They're actually able to turn the ball, like Turnbull and Christie are turning. Edwards begin to turn, and I always think that's good for a football team that they can turn. And to get their heads up and play the passes. I, 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 I think Stephen's right. Edwards sort of drifting out and he's not really coming across. We need somebody else to hit. But if your midfield players are turning, then at least they've got a chance of putting the ball forward, you know? Uh, I think that's funny because I'm, I'm watching it think we're passing the ball back too much. No. And every, every time I see it, I just think back to Paul Lambert days when everybody says, that's all Paul Lambert done was pass it back away. Which I disagree with, but when I was again when I was watching the St. Johnson game, that was going through my head. We're in half decent positions, then it's back the way, back the way. Sometimes back to the keeper. Now I know you always build for the back in that, but sometimes I'm just looking at going, what in the name of God? Now, you know we're all great football managers sitting on the couch, but I know. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Mikey, anything? Might just been too positive. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, look, I think yeah, you probably are. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> 
know, at the risk of sounding like a broken record, it's all, it is really frustrating. I look at that team and think, oh, a good coach would have them playing some really nice football. Do you know what I mean? Like that, that's, all I, that's all I think when I watch Celtic these days. Um, and I know this is bad, but if it, if it does kind of play out like you say it is, Paul, and we, we go on this great run and we make it a bit tighter with Rangers, does that mean that he's got a, a case for staying the manager next year? I don't know. I'm just... That's, um, sorry. But like I said before, I'm more positive about next season. Um, but yeah, but that's, that's a good... Yeah, that, I'm just written off. I think that's a good point, Mikey, that if... Cause you, you, so you're looking at right the structure. I think it's everybody sort of seems to agree that we're going to have a sporting director or director operations. So if you get someone, like I was, I was going to say joking here for a laugh, but if you get someone, you know, of some sort of significant standing, then you dilute Lennon's role down to being because you know there's stuff in the paper tonight even saying that Lennon's a motivator you know he's like come on guys you can do it <laughs> but he doesn't really know how to put them into like tactical shape and things like that because obviously Bertie knows a lot more than, than, than we do on that but you know the sporting director if Lennon gets a string of results together the sporting director comes in if he's someone of significant ilk they could maybe then say well we'll just keep Lennon on in a sort of a like a diluted role which I don't particularly hope happens but you know you could see that scenario play out a bit did you see the thing was it uh, yesterday it came out that uh, about Tommy Johnson about apparently <laughs> wanted Tommy Johnson to be a scout and um, Wall knocked it back and then somebody's making the point that like he's not been allowed to bring in his, his own backroom team either like he, he get hit with John Kennedy he get hit with your man Stratton that wasn't apparently Lennon's choices and then that he's put forward he's kind of told no and then we don't know who's buying the players either. So somebody can ask the question, is it actually Lennon's fault? He's not been allowed to pick his team. He's not been allowed to pick who his scouts are. You walk I mean? away. You walk away in that situation. Well, that's, then. That, you know? that's that. But who's going to walk away for that kind of job? Isn't it? I know. No money folk. All the people who are going to be guaranteed to get a, a job in another big team. And Lennon's, let's be honest, he's not going to get a job in another big team, is he? Yeah, but the thing I was going to mention, see, just going to the the director of football operations, whatever it is, that structure. Not entirely sure if you look at our history, if that structure works with Celtic. Celtic seem to do well when we've got an all-encompassing manager, like your Jock Steen, Billy McNeil, Martin O'Neill, Brendan Rodgers type sort of a individual that just takes over the club and runs it. We don't seem to... Maybe we've not really given it a good, a good go, but... Um, I just think I think if you look around most teams now, like they have a director of football, and I think maybe we're we're thinking of it more as a sort of Jock Brown type role, you know, very you know front of house dealing with the media and all of that, buying buying players. I, I don't think that that's necessarily the case. I think they are more like direct football operations, basically making sure everything's running well in the background, making sure that we've got the right coaching setups, we've got, you know, the right path, this is pure football, you speak, but, you know, you've got, like, a pathway from the youth all the way through to the bus team and all of that, and, you know, if you move, if you, it's just it's just a more professional, and I don't, and I think loads of teams have them. Like, I mean, even though you're talking about Brendan Rodgers there, Leicester City have got a director of football. 
They've actually got a football analyst that they took from, from Celtic. He's a mad Celtic fan as well. I just think it's about me being more professional and getting, you know, getting the chief executive away from, yeah, just getting rid of that sort of micromanagement, having a professional approach. So, yeah, I'm not, uh, yeah, I, I think. Uh, so do, you, do you think it will dilute the seat? Is it, do you think the purpose of it is to dilute the, the, the chief executive role rather than anything else then? Yeah. Yeah, I think it. Well, I think it's to dilute. I don't know. I think they know with Peter Law that he he'd been there so long that he's he was basically doing far too much, and he was getting involved in places that he shouldn't get involved in. But obviously, you know, he was well liked, and he was a good friend of Dermot Desmond. So, you know, they couldn't really make the change. But now with this guy coming in, Dominic Mackay, you know, coming in from the SRU, obviously we all hope it's a successful conversion. But um, <laughs> yes, Mikey, well done, well done. Yes, at least you gave it a try. <laughs> yes, sorry. Uh, oh, sorry. Nice. So get, that's good, that's good. <laughs> we get Dominic McKay coming in, and yeah, I, I think that he's very much going to be on that the operation sides and the marketing and all of that sort of stuff. So, yeah, I think it's just a natural way to split it. Um, and I, I think that, like, I do think that that is really happening. There was something, you know, they were saying that they've they've engaged a headhunting firm, and they've basically got a shortlist of people. And you can kind of see where they're going with it. They've got the guy that's doing something at Man City. They've got an Italian guy, Juventus chief scout, a couple of other ones, and it kind of does all tie in with all you know different transfer strategies that you're going to have to have uh, post Brexit, whatever that looks like. You know, and it, you can care well if it was someone from Italy. I know what's being proposed in terms of the post-Brexit transfers. Like you could go and get young Italian players or young French players, but you couldn't then go to Scandinavia and get them just because it's all done on a different tiering system. So, to me, again, being optimistic, as you asked me to be, Paul, and looking ahead to next season, I'm I'm more confident about just it's just about being more professional. And if everyone else is doing it, we should you know we should be doing that as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, but then with that, maybe that's a lot of change at once, and you do keep Neil Lennon just to have some sort of continuity. I don't know. Well, see, the thing is, you can't keep Lennon. You can't keep Lennon. I agree. It, I agree. It's, but he's it's still there. To, he should still be the road. there. I know. He's, he's just went, it's just it's far too down the road at this point. I th- yeah, I agree. I, I agree. That, that's a tough if for that new guy coming in, Dominic Mackay. That's. Yeah, you know, he's going to be start being judged on, you know, he let, I mean, all that director of football stuff, you would hope is a, a one to three year thing going on in the background. And if it and if it's working well, we never hear about the director of football, if you if you know what I mean, because we're, he's doing what he's supposed to be doing, which is getting all the structure right. Um, and so, yeah, he is still going to need a coach that's successful on the park. And I am just going to reiterate, I do believe that Eddie Howe, if you offered him that job, would take it. And I think he's probably someone... That, that was the other thing, because one, one of the guys that they're looking at to be the director of football used to work at Bournemouth, I think it was. So I just... Yeah, I could see that working. I could see him taking the job. And there, there is where I'm being positive. I think we've got a great platform to build, and I think it will be really good when Law goes. And yeah, well, back I, here, I'm to go as well. But I had a... I had a we sort of we look at Leicester last couple of weeks and geez 
I know, I know, I know, yeah, I know you don't like Brendan Rodgers and all that, but I, when they won 3 1 a couple of days ago, I was like, well done, Brendan. Like, you've got to give it, you've got it. Like, he's really, he's really top notch. I know Danny's not going to give me yeah. anything in that. I mean, look, but look, I mean, I mean, Klopp just comes out and says, like, the league's gone and all this, and it's Brendan Rodgers standing at the touchline looking like a million dollars with his shiny teeth. And he, he's some operator. And maybe maybe it was just That's such a big drop down. Don't know about his hair. Maybe a dollar, not a million. But that's a team that's... Right. <laughs> but that's that's the thing. Maybe it was just always going to be the big. It's just a bigger drop. Maybe he was better, and he, he just looks apart. And David, when said that football analyst, when Mike said that football analyst at Leicester came for Celtic, it was a big Celtic fan. I was going to butt in and say who Brendan Rodgers, <laughs> <laughs> lifelong fan. Anton Lions or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, listen, aye. I still feel that jilted lover over Brendan, and that's never going to change. Um, and I just feel, you feel so stupid that you you believed his words. That was the problem, wasn't it? He he, he dragged you in and he, and he got you to dance, and then he just... But anyway, that was... Uh, that, that's that's Stop it, I'm great, I'm great, I'm great in here. That's gone now, but, but the, whole, the whole point about a director of football would be that it wouldn't be the big shift. We, you know, we basically wouldn't be decimated if we if we did go and get Eddie Howe, for example. Not saying that that's going to happen, but if we did go and get him, and you know he came in, done really really well for two and a half three years, and yeah, Leicester offering the job back down to the Premiership, great. Well, we still get that structure. That this is how I see it in my mind. Well, we still have that structure in the background. That then we go and get another coach that can come in and work. You know what I mean? Work in that setup because it's a professional, well-run setup. So, yeah, we, hopefully that's the big, big kind of thing we've learned from. So, what are you saying? Like we're we're going to have a, a like a, a shared manager, so to work part time with the school teachers. <laughs> no, <laughs> is, that, what, is that what you're saying here? No, no, no. What I'm saying is the director of football works away in the background and gets everything just running, so that the coach is coaching the the team on the park, and then. But if he leaves, then he doesn't take as what happened with Brendan Rodgers. Brendan Rodgers took the wee guy that was analysing the games, the you know his other other folk that he let, you know what I mean, his fitness coach that he let. He just basically cherry picked all the good folk, and he was off. But you know, well, that wouldn't matter so much the next time because we we'd have our director of football would have hired all those guys if you know what I mean. And then maybe hey, maybe Brendan Rodgers would never have joined us in, under those circumstances. No, well, let bring one guy in, we'll find. See you later. We'll get someone else that will work with. Yeah, rats. <laughs> yeah, but the thing, and also <laughs> watching Thomas Thomas Tuchel come in with Chelsea and just like fun time Frankie done his thing, and then this guy yep. comes in and just just bought. Well, he looks like he's just Boston, isn't he? Same players, well, same it's stuff. Levels, isn't it? But it's the same kind of it's the same story, isn't it? But it's just a coach comes in and just says, "Look, boom, boom, boom." Do this, do that. But is that we, that's exactly what we were asking for. That's why people wanted say that's why people wanted Lennon out to get a new coach in and give a new lease of life, which and then, October might have gave us a chance to win yeah. in the league. Well that's the thing. Lennon, you know, if we'd Thomas Tuchel in, we'd have been we could have been is on Lennon's, that. Is Lennon's contract up at the end of the year? He's rolling contract if it is a rolling contract. The the kind of jet 
what from what I've read is it's a rolling contract, but basically like three hundred grand is the payoff to him, and it doesn't like we could pay him three hundred grand now, we could pay him three hundred grand in the summer. It doesn't matter because he's on a rolling contract. I, he I gets a bonus, doesn't he? If he if he wins the league, and I, that was the rumor, wasn't it? He's not leaving oh, because okay. they need they need to pay him the bonus because the league is still winnable until it's mathematically impossible. Then he can't get the bonus. So if his contract is up at the end of the year, maybe they have got Eddie Howe in place, or maybe they have got someone in place, and they're just letting the rest of the year roll out so they don't have to pay that bonus. Interesting. I don't know. Well, again, this, is, is, all all the, the this is all the rumours. That's all about the money, exactly. But then that's what's frustrating. People say if, if Lennon's a Celtic fan, you wouldn't, it wouldn't be all about the money. Like, surely he's made enough over how many years now? 20. Be comfortable. But that's the thing. Or maybe I... he's put on the dugs at Shawfield, too. <laughs> I think I'm gonna. I think I might put. I think Celtic. Maybe, maybe Celtic might. Maybe it might turn it around. I don't know. I just, I, I just. I suppose that's the disappointing thing, isn't it? Really, that that we as fans, when you see such a bad performance in a manager, you just expect the CEO to say, "Right, enough of this move. Let's go, go, go," and have the same sort of the same sort of determination to win the league. But what's become very, very. Yeah, they call it the, the moment it, it, it would actually happen. Nobody was there to do it. Nobody really cared that much to change it, you know. And I mean, you look. I'm sitting here looking at trying to see can Celtic win the league. Danny says it's just a few points here or there. I, I could put some pressure on Rangers now. And like we, we we have got a situation where they could take their high off and they can go and play in Europe. And it has happened before. The wheels people get tired. The game's over, but. We had to make that change, and nobody really cared enough. And if it's fifty grand, his bonus, a hundred grand, I'll be enjoys not getting it or getting it. To be honest, that's another thing that's kind of sad. Is you don't really want to hear Neil Lennon again. You just don't want to listen. And he's in the paper. He's in the Sunday Times talking about Duffy and this. He's still got that that persona, and maybe he is living in a, a strange reality as well with the COVID. He's not really getting the feeling that's happening behind the scenes. Maybe he's thinking he's still. In favour, but as far as I'm concerned, it's very hard to listen to. Very hard, but yeah, because I'd love Celtic to win the league, of course. But you'd love it even if Rangers were going to win the league to really give it to them. And I'm hoping that that team in the park in the weekend might be able to do that. But you guys have talked talk me down. You've talked me down. I mean, <laughs> well, but it is a big, it is a big turnaround, Paul, from the, the last pod I listened to. Where basically Celtic don't have any any youth players. We don't have we don't any have. any first team players, and we get the so yeah. You've you've done a bit of one eighty yourself. No, you know? I'm not doing a one eighty. I'm just I'm <laughs> trying to I'm trying to I listen back to the podcast and at that time. But then once you start winning games, you, you've got to look at it and say right, how many games we got left? Can we still do something? Can I can I throw a spanner in the works here oh. with the games that we've got left? Sunday night. Half seven, Dingwall. We're up there. Is it? Who's the manager up at Ross County, Stevie? It's, it's Mickey okay. <laughs> He's doing a fantastic job up there. <laughs> Proven but, players. <laughs> we, we've we've got to go. We've got to travel up to Dingwall on Sunday at seven thirty for a game. Go on, give us some John Hughes. Go on, Stephen. Go on. What will John <laughs> no, be saying? The only John Hughes I can give you is the fact that that's going to be a very very difficult game. Seven thirty on a Sunday. 
I, that's the kickoff. That's what it was funny. It was on. I was listening to it in the tranny, listening to Pack Bonner, and he said to Packy Bonner, "They're like, yeah, we'll see, see you next or something like that after Aberdeen. We're up in we're up in Inverness." It, and he's like, ah, okay. And he's like, yeah, it's 7.30 on the Sunday. And Packy's like, ah, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm looking up there. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's, I mean, yeah, that's going to be a tough game. We need to beat, yeah. We need to beat Aberdeen first. Is that on the telly, presumably? The, the Sunday night one? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Please <laughs> tell me it's on Please tell me it's on telly. Where was that? Have... When was the last Sunday night game in the, sure? in the Scottish League? I can't even think of when the last Sunday night game. I know we try all the Friday night games and stuff like that. And no, it's, it's always been Monday. Remember that time under O'Neill we beat Hearts at Tynecastle and it was snowing and that was a Sunday night. I remember I've just that. checked. It's one after the Antiques Roadshow. In between Songs of Praise and the Antiques Roadshow. <laughs> <laughs> Heart, Heartbeats one just before it as well. So it is Sunday. Jeez, oh. <laughs> London's burning. <laughs> I yeah. Uh, I tried Sunday to I tried to find our uh, Danny our our grand our granddad uh, Jeremy McCourt was the conductor was he on songs of praise for Saint Leonard's or one of the schools or Saint Bride's whatever new school pride but apparently songs of praise don't have their have their back catalogue it was just all this because we're all live it was not we're not recorded so I was unable to find it that was one of my things I done over the Christmas period couldn't find it. So, uh, yeah, Celtic have half seven. Go on, give us some Yogi Bear. Come on, Stephen. Come on. You can do it. What's Yogi <laughs> going to say about this? I, I was just going to say, um, no, I was just going to say, he's not your average bear, but I was going to say that, so Celtic have got quite a tough run of games, right? But then see when they do the, the, the break, the top six break, I always think the league fizzles out because you've got, like, you know, say, for example, Aki's got a, did Aki's get beat off Rangers? Or did they take, did Aki's drew Rangers? Yeah. Right, Aki's are fighting for their lives down there, and when you have the top six break, it's sort of like just I don't know. I, I think the clubs are just happy to make the top six, and then after that, they're not really driven for anything. And my my sort of a, and looking at the league, yeah. you know, whereas if Rangers were playing somebody that's steering relegation down in the face, that's a real financial consequence, and and there's a, there's a likelihood they might lose points. But if they're playing somebody that finishes like fourth. In the league, I mean, I don't know what's the financial difference between fourth and third. Well, see, here's me because I've won 180. I'm hoping everybody's up for it. I'm going to write letters to no, our I Germans. I think they will be. I think they'll be up for making the top six, but thereafter, it's um, yeah, it's cruise Just watch, you do, do your do your your guard of honour for Rangers every time they come out. But the way it's gone, Hibs are going to be clear on third, aren't they? Anyway, and the Scottish Cup isn't happening this year, is it? So. I don't know what happens at that place. There's, there's, yeah, there's a week. There's a week of non-activity just now that's penciled in for the Scottish Cup, a weekend. So that gives Rangers a rest as well if that doesn't go ahead. Uh, anyway, so Danny, I got, a, I got, a, I got a shift yesterday in Cork, right? So I, I got asked to go down to Cork to look at some stuff, and uh, somebody pulled out, so I ended up going down, and uh, it's fight. It's, it's a lot of. It's a lot of kilometres down in Cork, Danny. Have you, yep. have you three, noticed? Three years. Three yep. years, right. So I drove all the way down. I was up early in the morning. And uh, all I can think about is expenses, expenses. So before I came in tonight, I just stuck it in the wee expense calendar and it flicked up the money. And I was like, oh, yes. And then somebody texts me, said, do you want to go back down to Cork on Tuesday? And I'm like, oh, yeah. 
I'll get back to it Cork on Tuesday. It's fantastic. Oh, Did you stop at Barack Obama? I, I, I had a... I, I'm not as young as I used to be. So, Mikey Dallin, Stephen, I need to recall it. So, there's, there was more stopping coming back up. I'd done like four hours of work, then I drove all the way back up. So, I was stopping in service stations because uh, I was just knackered. And then I made the mistake, Danny, I stopped him on it. I thought the service station was coming up. I was dying for a pee. So, I drove because I'm an old man. And I drove down the wrong way and ended up outside. And I, I, so, I had to go back on the motorway. In Ireland, you have to do the toll again. I'd already done the toll. The boy's like, you have to do it all again. I was bursting. I was like, mate, I'm going to kill you. I'm not paying you 190. He's like, well, you're not going anywhere. Soldier of fortune. I was like, I'm going to kill you. I couldn't do anything. I mean, anyway, that was 190. Can you claim it back, though? Well, I don't know. I mean, probably a wee letter saying because of my elderly condition. <laughs> <laughs> I need uh, that 195 back. <laughs> you remember when they gave me the money back? Like, there's nobody in the roads. Uh, yeah, so I'm happy. Maybe that's what it's. Maybe the trip to court gave me new life. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I think Celtic may be worth a, a wee, a wee, a wee gamble. I think. No, nothing. I'm not getting any. Anyway, next season, Paul. It's all about next season. No, Let's focus on the positives. I'm, yeah, I'm sorry, Mike. I had to. Actually, no, I just yeah. Like we'll see what happens. Um. I'm positive, more positive than I've have been for a while, and uh, yeah. So uh, and obviously, because I got my afternoon tea, that means Steve and I have a conversation later on about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just jealous, but I, I think you're looking at a, a. There's a lot of changes going back to what Mikey said before. There's also the Scott Brown who makes a call on him. Clyde, I listened to Clyde one tonight. I quite, I, quite, I just quite like listening to Clyde one. It's brilliant. So. Some one of the guys that was on it, not not so, not a, a, a caller, one of the, the pundits said that he thinks Scott Brown has earned the right to get another contract, and really, is is Scott Brown's earned the right to essentially, if he decides to stay, they should let him stay. And I'm like, mm, <laughs> really? Um, I mean, if I were Scott Brown, he, he should go off to. I mean, you know the league a lot better than I do, Mikey. But he should go to Australia or something like that and go and, <laughs> and play with Kenny Miller. Melbourne victory. Um, yeah. That's the thing, though. Who's going to make the decision on... Who would make the decision on Scott Brown? He, he's going to earn the right. But the CEO's... He's off. The manager, presumably, is off. And by the sounds of it, doesn't have much sway anyway. So, who's going to make the decision to give Scott Brown a new contract? He's got to go. I mean, Scott Brown... The thing is, if he stays around, what what's good? I mean, it worked with Brendan Rodgers, you know... Brendan Rodgers getting him close when he joined, but he's he's at the point now he's he's got to be sort of put out well, to pasture. I thought, he, Australia I, thought he played quite, I thought he played quite well at the weekend. I'm just saying, I don't think he played quite well at the weekend. I thought mm. he was he was back yeah, to the same sort of. But I just did sorrow. What, so what, what about the the Rangers COVID thing? Has that just been a big sweep under the carpet? It's one big party. One big party. We don't know what's happened then. Because I, I can't find anything in the media. I mean, reading, I don't do follow follow anymore. I don't want to get down that rabbit hole. But I, I, I couldn't find anything sort of on the media. Did Nicola Sturgeon come out and say some stuff? I just, I don't know. I thought maybe that this was going to be it. I think there's nothing happening. I didn't hear oh, anything oh. happening. She came out and said some 
some soundbite about, you know, oh, it doesn't matter if it's Rangers or Celtic or whatever. Yeah, I've seen that. But, I mean, no, I've, I don't think anything's happening. And it does, you know, it does bear the question why was our, why were our matches postponed then at the start of the year? But if it'd been a tight league, maybe I'd have been more bothered about that. But it just feels like inconsequential, really. But no, I, yeah. We'll see. Well, anyway, anyway, so we'll, we'll, we'll finish the fight. The finish the fight. I've got my expenses to cork. <laughs> I think if I stuck in Danny, if I stuck in a McDonald's. That's what I'm saying. Did you go to Barack Obama Plaza and get a. Uh, yeah, I did. I was in. Uh, get my McDonald's. I don't know. Was I there? Super money. Max. Supermax. No, I don't do Supermax. That's total Irish, isn't it? That's total. And. Uh, s- s- no, I've never done Supermax before. I wouldn't do that. I thought. No, is it nice? Nice. Super- it's, it's a McDonald's, let's be honest. Yeah, it's, like it's, um, it's nice it's not as greasy. It's not as greasy. Okay, maybe next time when I'm down on Tuesday. <laughs> Yes. Put on your expenses. <laughs> I know. Super max. Like, go back, back to Mikey's point as well. Or your point was that about um, who makes the decisions. But it was Mikey's point. Like, if, like again, this is the thing that's going through my head. Lennon is still there. He's still there for a reason. Everybody knows he should be sacked or he should have walked. He's still there for a reason. So the only thing I can think of is that once the league is impossible to win, i.e., um, it's mathematically impossible to win, then he will go, and there's already a man sitting there lined up, i.e. Eddie Howe, who's already making these decisions in his head in the background, so that when he comes in, say there's four, three, four games left of the season, the league's over, and he'll come in and start making the decisions. Now, it's too late for my um, my liking. If you're going to change things, you change, should have changed them in October or November, but I think that's what's going to happen. If the rumours are true about what we're saying about Lennon's bonus and all that, then once it goes, once it's impossible to win the league, then someone will come in and things will start moving quite fast. Because you can't even bring a new manager in at the end of a season when I just got all these decisions to make and you've got a new director of football. It's, it's going to be far too much. And the season ticket renewals will be well in, truly, um, in full flow by then, you know what I mean? I mean, that, I mean, maybe it is. I mean, that Dominic Mackay thing did come out of nowhere. Like, I don't think anyone had an inkling. So, again, looking to try and be positive, then Danny, you're right. Maybe it will just be, like, overnight, basically. Right, Lennon's out, and we've got the new guy in, and the new guy doesn't have to field questions about throwing 10 in a row away and all of that kind of stuff and losing to Rangers. Uh, clean slate sort of thing for the boy you guys start that's yeah that, the that's chairman cool. did talk about your they, they did talk about the poor uh, Celtic TV thing he did mention that you know so maybe they're going to revamp that because that's been that's not been that's not it's been what a stick hasn't it stick for the money they were paying for it I mean it's just it's astronomical money they took off the fans this year for what they gave them you know did you is it, is it the Euros this year as well in the summer is the Euros on this year, aye? Well, it should be, yeah, but I don't know. I'm not so, I'm so not when, does the league, when does the league start the following season? Is it later then? Does that give the manager a bit of extra time? Qualifiers and all that? I, th- I think the Euro qualifiers are starting before like the UEFA Champions League qualifiers are in the same time period again. I don't think there's any difference next year. I don't know about the Scottish League, but I think you're going to have those Euro... I mean, we're going to be second, so we're going to have... Yeah, even tougher... 
I suppose maybe start even earlier. I'm not sure. It is changing next year, but I don't think it's going to be. I think you'd be expecting to have tough European qualifiers, July, start of August. That would. That was. I don't think that's that's changed at all. But like, I mean, I was listening to the radio and they're saying oh, Turnbull for Scotland. If that's the case, the Euros you would have a lot of our players played in that competition. Yeah, and that's I, true. I mean, geez, plus the Champions League qualifiers where we're we're playing we're playing like Sunday League teams to try and qualify. Where Rangers are sitting, are Rangers going to sit in the top? Rangers maybe have one game or no games. I mean, Danny, you're right, man. You're right behind the you're behind the cue ball early doors, aren't you? Sometimes. Only <laughs> 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 <Almost> sometimes. <laughs> That's the kind of rubbish that runs through my head, honestly. I don't know. I'm trying to think. Is the Euros on? Is any will Euro 2001 happen? New dates of the tournament are 11th of June to 11th of July. Jesus, just COVID's mental, isn't it? Everything just disappears. No, there's no, there's no structure in the world anymore. There's no structure. It's mad. They were talking about making Euro 2021 like in one country, like rather than. You know, they were supposed to be doing it in all those different cities. They were just going to have it one nominated country. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know if that, that happened in the end. But whether it is, Scotland's meant to be playing, is it one, two at Hamden and one at Wembley, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But, um, and there's games in Dublin and games all over the shop, but if COVID is still bad, that's not going to happen because you just see teams travelling all over Europe for absolutely... No reason at all when it can be held in my country, you know. It'd be a bit mental. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, happening. it's still saying Hamden, Scotland, group stage, it's still there. There's no any change. It's like the Olympics. 12 venues. The Olympics are still on this, this summer as well. Like the Olympics are still on. It was on the news the other day. The Olympics is taking place and everybody's gone, what? Are you, seriously? People from all over the world coming to uh, participate. It's. At this stage, it just seems crazy. Yeah, it's mental. Who am I? Hmm. Well, so that was good, that guys. Well done. Mikey, you were positive. I've obviously been sniffing something before I came on because I've seen it be very positive. And uh, yeah, we will see you then. We will see you at Aberdeen tomorrow night. It's good, eh? And so, Derek. Six o'clock kickoff. Is it? In Ross County, if Ross, if Ross County, Stephen, next week then after the Ross County game, I'm looking for a full John Hughes. Now that's kidding, you can't do it. I want a full John Hughes interview after it, telling us all that the once John Hughes puts us to the sword, telling us all that the Celtic players have got it all and we're just lads up in the Highlands. But see the thing about John Hughes, I mean, even though laughing, and he's he's quite a jovial sort of guy. He's, guy. he's quite a decent coach, you know. What I mean, I think he's actually he's actually good. You know, some of the stuff he talks about is funny, but you know, he's he's the sort of guy that you you could see if you're a player, you would play for him. You know what I mean? I can't really see that much with Lennon, but anyway. yeah, geez, John Hughes or Robin, he's, he'll be he'll be seven o'clock and half seven on a Sunday night. He'll be on it, won't he? Jeez, eh? Be hammered. <laughs> right, so Mikey, I'm gonna. You got your. You got your joke in, yeah. You got your. Your. your was that? What joke? 
What about the rugby Oh, lad, that wasn't even... I was no, that was, no, was just there. Totally unconscious, that. <laughs> Not mean it. Well, I took enough stick for the last one, so that was, No, that no, was... no, you're just supposed to drive through that stuff, Mikey. You've got to, you've got to know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, big shout out to Hendo uh, as well, because eh? uh, he's some boy. And, uh, well, yeah, no. that's good. He doesn't so that's... He doesn't listen, does he not? <laughs> yeah. Hendo for everybody had a, a, had a I actually thought it was you Steve and he's a sh- Danny had a shoulder bum bag which I've just seen it all I was like a shoulder bum bag what's that all about but apparently it's a, it's a rage down in London I was told off for, again where have you been apparently shoulder bum bags are this thing now I'm just like woof so no Mikey no they're not are they, are they? oh they are but you know what, what can I say Martin Hendry he wears it well <laughs> he wears it well <laughs> A shoulder bum bag? I don't, I don't know. I just the world's went nuts. <laughs> I look like I'm from 1990, but Hendo looks very trendy. Obviously. Yeah, he's, that's why he's called Trendy <laughs> Hendy. That's why. <laughs> right, fantastic. Well, I appreciate everybody listening to us because our, our listening figures, even though we didn't do anything for two weeks, but we're trying to be a bit more positive. Because, uh, and uh, I do apologise for slagging Stephen and Mikey off in the last podcast. That was unprofessional. Again. Brian Bridges, Brian George Bridges does not turn up to face off <laughs> Daniel Devaney, but maybe one I day... Don't, I don't think he exists. Does he? He comes on. Maybe I'm doing his voice. I do his voice and just put him in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Barry, Barry's, a, Barry's a tough working man nowadays, you know? Can, can I leave you with one thought before we go? Young Sean Maloney. Oh, I thought it was going to be a joke. No, no, no jokes. <laughs> I, was, I was waiting to punch as well. Young, him. we've got to think about Sean Maloney. Young Sean Maloney. Before I go to my bed. So I've right, got to do. Young, no, just think of young Sean Maloney. Everyone talks about Eddie Howe and stuff, but there is a case for young Sean Maloney. Oh, well. No. Well, he's managed so far. Nobody. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose that he's still qualified to, to manage Celtic. Is young Sean Maloney older than you, Stephen? Is he? No. No, he's not. No. Well, he was 17 in 2003, was he not? Or 18 when he came on in the UEFA Cup final. I think he may be the same age as you, Stephen. Oh, he's younger. Is he? Definitely young girl, Stephen. Take grey hairs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be in it. Sean Patrick Maloney is an American politician and he's 54. So <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's free kick so bad. Oh, goodness. <laughs> right, anyway, I'm going to have a good close up, Stephen. Thank you for giving us all that. I will think about Sean Maloney, a young Sean Maloney before I go to my bed tonight and uh, I really appreciate it thanks Danny for making the effort that was brilliant I was on time near enough today you didn't lose much time with your children this, this afternoon and uh, Mikey Dahl I, I think Mikey Dahl was romantic I'm going to text Jamie and ask what romantic things he did I'm sure he did something and uh, yeah thanks everybody for listening and uh, we'll see you again next week <laughs> take care thank you bye bye